there we go. Uh we are back uh who would have thought uh three episodes gentlemen welcome back to the circus of safety how are we this morning very good thank you fantastic very and good. you about yourself mate yeah very good a bit cold but very good but cover very good now we just got to um we're not going we're not going well here des is the only one seeming to be able to kind of hold the team here um andy and i seem to both be struggling with uh, it issues we've managed to get audio but we can't seem to get visual so um thank you des um the only sensible one in this this this, this group uh so really really appreciate that hey guys um how about we just get into it eh? um we've obviously we've obviously been well if you've been watching the circus of safety uh linkedin page you'll notice that we've been dropping hints um I know it's hard to believe, but we, we've got a special guest that's ag agreed to join us, so quite exciting. But um, before we get to our special guest, um, how about we go spin the wheel? Does that sound um, sound like a plan? Spin Sounds away. Good. Spin away. Okay, so let's bring the wheel up. There we go. Can we all see the spinning wheel? Absolutely. Fantastic. And away we go. <laughs> hey, <laughs> who would have thought professional registration um i don't quite know what's going on here it may appear that somebody's jimmied the spinning wheel of death um can't believe that's the case but um it looks like uh on today's show des is the dumbfounded that that somebody would have compromised the spinning wheel of death yeah, the whole integrity of the show is compromised now <laughs> oh actually oh sorry des i forgot mate listen before we get into it and we compromise not only our uh, the integrity of the show but the integrity of our professionalism um do you just want to run us through the legal um jargon that we've got to run through at the start of each show? a little disclaimer waiver um yeah yeah so nothing in this show constitutes uh, legal advice or any f sort of advice for that matter and, and shouldn't be acted upon without um seeking professional advice and on that basis probably shouldn't be listened to by anyone <laughs> mate, we, we, Des, we spoke about this mate um we're supposed to be growing the audience not telling people not to listen oh um really hard to find good help these days i guess you get what you pay for right um hey so we're going to be talking today about professional registration and if you've been watching the page over the week we, we've got a special guest and and before we um reveal our special guest just a bit about this special guest the special guest uh comes to us with over 20 years of experience in risk management and safety uh and they're by all means making the world a much safer place uh they happen to also be a um a professional uh a managing director manage, director managing director of, i believe of a professional services uh consultancy in the past uh and they've also been reaching out to um on not only working locally but working working globally which is pretty exciting who would have thought we could have attracted such talent uh this individual has also held independent governance roles in very notable notable organizations such as the department of corrections uh as a as a fellow of of certain organizations they have educated students on crucial topics like risk management and health and safety principles um, our mystery expert has also chaired an advisory panel with representatives from top companies and academia 
Uh, in fact, I don't know if we actually want the special guest on the show because they're gonna they're, they're making us look like idiots. Um, they've also played significant roles in search and rescue initiatives, advising multiple members of strategic committees, uh, and has also been an, an inspector uh, for, I guess, for uh, regulators as well as leading uh, an international consultancy. Uh, I mean. Wow, with with a with a skill set like that, this show is definitely going to be lifting in professionalism. Uh, so, without further ado, gentlemen, uh, can we get a drum roll from someone? Okay, there we go from me. And welcome to the show, Helen Sandgrove. How are you, Helen? I am good, thank you. Good morning. Thank you for uh, for coming in. I appreciate there was a bit of bribery and corruption um, that led to this um, this meeting. Um, and where about in the world are you at the moment? Helen? I'm in sunny, sunny Dunedin today. And I've got to admit, I have not been professional this morning. I've been travelling the last two days. And so I've had toothpaste in my uh, makeup bag. And I went to put my eye makeup on this morning. And there was toothpaste on my eye brush. So I smeared my eye with toothpaste. So I am now very alert and minty fresh. <laughs> oh wow like i mean wow um minty fresh um that's definitely something that we're not normally uh on the show so thank you for bringing in a bit of freshness um to the show greatly um greatly appreciate that um now i've, I've had toothpaste in my eyes before helen and normally i end up kind of crying and uh but you seem to be very composed um yeah, professionalism. Any, any... It's the professionalism, Brenton. Professionalism. Well, that's um, that's very. I like the way you've led into this, um, because professionalism is a little bit about what we're going to be talking about, um, today. We on the spinning wheel of death. I know this is hard to believe, but professional registration, um, was the topic that's popped up on the spinning wheel of death this morning. Shocking. It's absolutely shocking. Somebody would have, it appears that somebody's maybe um, jimmied the spinning wheel of death. But now the reason we've got you on the show, um, Helen, and I'm I'm just trying to play with the technology. I seem to be having a mare today, um, is you recently uh, put up a, um, a LinkedIn post um, regarding professional registration, um, which I unfortunately can't seem to share at the moment. But uh, it was along the lines of, um, you'll, I guess... Do you want to just walk us through that LinkedIn post? It's probably the best way to maybe kind of start the show. Sure, off. it was a more it was more of a rant really than a post. It was like the equivalent of a drunk text, which perhaps on reflection I may not have posted if I thought it through. But it's out there now. Oh, oh, no, sorry. Can I ask a question? Yes. Um, and not that uh, as Des um, told everyone to stop watching. There's probably nobody actually watching the show right now. Um, were you drinking at the time? <laughs> no, just... I was not drinking no, okay. at the time. Although it does appear so just when you read it. Up. <laughs> Sorry, carry on as you were. So I was um, I was updating my my Hassan's registration, which I've been a member of Hassan's for a few years because I supported it at the beginning, and I was updating it and then had to re-upload some certificates and evidence for things that I would consider to be core competence for a for a health and safety person. So I I threw my toys because I got so frustrated with the bureaucracy, and that was it. I had enough. What I was really surprised about is putting that post on how many people resonated with it and how many um, public messages and private ones that I've had that have said, actually, we feel frustrated with this process too. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, funny you, you bring that up. Like, I, I did a bit of research. Like, I've really lifted um, my professionalism for episode three of um, the Circus of Safety. So, um, thank you for, for doing that for us. Um, I actually did a bit of research, Helen, because, you know, um, I guess there's a couple of things I just want to touch on. Firstly, um, I believe we may even have an international audience, which is which is pretty exciting. Uh, now, not everyone may know what Hazans um, actually is. So, Hazans in New Zealand... Um, is I guess it's our professional registration body, right? And they, uh, how would we describe them? They're the, the peak body for health and safety organisations in New Zealand is how they describe themselves. Um, they're probably the primary uh, notoriety is around the Hazans Register, which is what kind of started your sort of your rant as you've described it. Um, and uh, surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, but un, if people aren't aware, they've actually now, I saw a post that they put on LinkedIn. They've been going for five years, five years. Now, interestingly, though, I did some, compa I'm not known for my maths. And that's why we've got Des here, because Des is the smart one. Um, Thanks. And <laughs> maybe intellectual, smart, is this, is smart? anyway. Um, fascinating though, Helen, um, I noticed I did a bit of stalking of you on LinkedIn and, and all I could find was, is that you've got 500 plus connections, um, yet the Hazan's, uh, LinkedIn page has 3,370 followers. So just about a, I don't know how many more than 500 you've got, but interestingly enough, they only had, um, 20 odd reactions to their hey we've turned five kind of thing and two comments on their post recently uh about their turning five your post however helen uh 57 reactions and 57 comments uh about your little rant i mean that's pretty that that's that's more than the show gets really that's all awesome. about eight thousand people looked at it which i found strange <laughs> Well, that that people, but like you said, though, I mean, I, I read through a number of these these comments, uh, and a lot of them, like you said, were were resonating um, with with what you're saying. And I think just before we get into the panel discussion about this, we've just got to make it clear we're not we're not ranting about Hazans itself. It's more the process that you had to go through uh, for re-registration is, is is where we're kind of going at. So kind of just wanted to sort of get into there so um let's firstly um in case we lose them andy um any thoughts on hazans and the registration process um just my understanding is that the hazans is actually the association of associations and that you don't actually join hazans you join an association that's a member of hazans is that is that would that be correct yeah absolutely it's a uh... It's, like you say, it's association of associations, so it runs a register and professional bodies join it. And then by virtue of being a member of a professional body, you can get on the register. So I'm guessing in, 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 that respect, there's some, sorry, in that respect, there's some alignment between the different professional bodies that are linked to Hassan. So their, their, their core values would be, would be similar between the different associations. Would that be, would that be fair to say? Um, I would... I would I mean, everyone's working towards a broad health and safety kind of goal, I suppose, and supporting industry and, and business. Yeah, I think there's there's probably lots of different contextual differences between all of the different disciplines. But I think Hassan's is a kind of one voice, big advocacy, uh, 
um, easier to deal with for government, all of that stuff. I think that made it makes sense, eh? Like that, I think that makes makes perfect sense. But I think this running of the register is the it's the only bit I have any issue with, and it's just the bureaucracy of it, which I'm sure we will get into. I mean, are you are you is anyone else on it here? Brenton, Andy, Desai, are you on it? Have you got any? Uh, no. Yeah, I went through the process earlier this year. I think it was either late last year or earlier this year. Nice. Any any specialisms? Um, I have to check my memory there. I think it's incident investigations, governance, due diligence. Um, there were several others. I just can't can't remember. But I, I think I'm on there as a generalist. Nice. Yeah, uh, fa fascinating. Uh, you bring that up, Helen. Specialisms. Um, fascinated by that by that term firstly uh and secondly fascinated by the process you go to um you go to become a specialist really um and, and one of the examples that I, that i use and i'd be interested to um, get everyone's thoughts on is um i've spent 18 years of my life uh in the outdoor education sector right and it was interesting when i jumped on on the hazans register to have a look and filter you can filter one of the topics is i can't remember the exact terminology but it's to do with outdoor education uh and tourism um the number of people that have specialisms in outdoor education and tourism is phenomenal and what was even more phenomenal as somebody that spent 18 years working in that industry i'd never met any of them so i mean what, what are you going to do to be a specialist? Are you just going to tick a box? I mean, look, look, I'm sorry, but that just blew my mind. 18 years in an industry, and I had not heard or met of any of the people on the Hazan's register that had that as a specialism. Interesting. I mean, I, I just have a, a fundamental belief. I, I did environmental health as my, my kind of degree. So if you have a trade, environmental health would be mine. So vocational masters over two years, you yeah, do. Bill of theory in university you go and put in a council with someone watching you you do a portfolio you go through your degree at the end of that you have to do a professional portfolio at the end of all of that you do professional exams and then you can register with what was the environmental health officers registration board and that gave you almost the license to practice and you had to do cpd to maintain that so my belief is that you would have the same kind of process for health and safety right you have a general set of core competencies putting aside the issues with defining what those are and developing courses that have any standardization or consistency leave that because that's a huge topic for now but you would go through a course that would be recognized by a professional body you would be approved you demonstrate some commitment like you do through a professional portfolio and then you would become a professional member if you're a professional member you would be expected to do certain things like risk assessment accident investigation that kind of stuff whether you want to do those things is separate but you should be able to do them because you're a member of the professional body they've tested that so then to get on a register why would you then have to provide additional evidence to prove that you can do risk assessment and investigation because surely your professional body has already verified that isn't this duplication and i think in new zealand at the level of maturity that we are at the moment why are we over engineering something do we really think that business is either not able to find a person without this register or they're so detail focused that they're specifically going to search for one specific issue on the register like risk assessment not just i want some health and safety advice anybody will do and hopefully they point me in the right direction why can't we just have registration which is generalists or hygienists and then as as you talk yeah. to them they they tell you what they can and can't do 
Any, any thoughts on on that, Des? And you want to take that any further? Um, I, I agree that it's bureaucratic and repetitive. It's if if you've been through the certified professional pathway with NZISM, you, you just repeat that again mm. for Hazans. Um, which, to be honest, I think that if you're a, a competent enable practitioner, both of those things should be relatively easy, just a little bit time consuming. I think professional registration is, is a necessary evil for, for any professional body. And I also don't think it's for us. It's for mm. our clients. And it's in the absence of a professional body and professional registration, they don't have anything to measure us with. However, and I said this to, to both um, Andy and Brent before, I don't think it carries any weight until we start talking about deregistration of practitioners. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's when it starts to mean something. And that, that's what I wanted to talk about was if it's an association of associations, who who removes you from malpractice? Because does would that mean that, that Hazans would have to remove the whole of NZISM? Or is it down to NZISM to re revoke the membership of an individual who's on the register? And that's one thing that I've never really understood. And it's a question that's come up a few times with the diploma students that I teach. Um, in, in Block 8, we talk about continued professional development. And this is, I've always found this quite an interesting topic for us to discuss. Has anyone got any insights into that aspect of it? Now, my, my thoughts are you're a member of a professional body with a code of ethics, so they would be the ones that would investigate any malpractice. And if you are sanctioned by your professional body and you weren't a member of that professional body or you were degraded to a different level, then that might impact your ability to go on the register in the first place. So I think there's that synergy there. I think maybe the the disconnect is that Hassan's rather than just running a register is running a also a duplication process where they say you can you can say that you can do all of these separate little things as well. I'm, I'm not sure that we need that at this stage. I, I also recognise that this is a, a body that needs funding and at $115 per person and two and a half K in um, NZISM at the moment, if everyone was on it, that'd be about just under $300,000 a year, which is useful money for advocacy and all of that other stuff. So the register is definitely a revenue stream, but it doesn't need to be a bureaucratic revenue stream. Yeah, so so interesting. Um, the thing that jumps out to me, though, and, and Des sort of started touching on it, and I guess Andy's sort of going there as well a little bit, and, and maybe it's my naivety, but... Um, what is the difference between, um, as, as Des has mentioned, he's gone through his certified uh, professional accreditation with things at ISM, and I'm currently going through that. Um, what is the difference between the two, really? Um, and and are those does that then put NZISM, for example, uh, and Hazans in competition with each other? Uh, and in a country this size where we've only got you know i don't know how many professionals um in, in the business in, the, in this country is, is that what we need right now as a professional body to drive us forward um i don't think they're in competition with each other because i think they do different things so i think a professional body is a professional body and like like you said it's like it's important hey? it's important we've got professional standards 
the question of whether those standards are set right is separate, but it's important we got them. We've got codes of ethics, you know, it gives confidence to people. That's awesome. All Hassan's is, is a vehicle to bring um, a marketplace to business for all of those professional bodies. So it's just a way to showcase to business. These are all the people you could have come and help you or support you. So rather than going to each professional body, a business can go to this one portal and find all of the professionals that are on this register. So it's, they're separate things. So Hassan's definitely doesn't have the same professional body standing as NZISM would or the Oc Health nurses and stuff, I don't think. How about yourself, Desai? What do you what do you reckon? I, I always compare this to my to my last profession, uh, which was a legal profession in Western Australia and, and the way they they were set up. They had um, the Law Society, which was the equivalent of NZISM, and they had the Legal Practice Board, which was not quite the equivalent of Hazan's, but basically you would expect it to be a member of the Law Society. You didn't have to be, but that's where you got your CPD mm -hmm. from. And the Legal Practice Board would determine if you've met your ongoing obligations as a professional, and they would also deregister you. Um, so they were, they were two different functions. Nice. I think that's probably similar, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I've got another question, um, which I just want to kind of throw out there. And I don't know, maybe maybe Andy can jump on this uh, to, to start the ball rolling. Because I guess part of the registration process, right, uh, with either if we're going down the road of the Hazans register and you've got to pr pr provide evidence of, I guess, competence, would that be a fair term? Um, my, my question is, does providing evidence of competence twice make you twice as competent? Um, Andy, any thoughts on that? It possibly makes you twice as competent at providing evidence about your competency. <laughs> but I'm, wow. no, I'm not okay. sure that it would. No, it, it doesn't. And I think this this whole thing seems to be there seems to be unnecessary complexity in this process. And again, it, for me, it goes back to who, who, which part of this is responsible for what? Because if we go back to how you get deregistered, if you've got to provide all this evidence to a, a body that you've already provided it to a body that's a member of the body that you're applying to be a body member of the body of, if that makes sense, probably not. Then, then where does it... So you, you've met all your obligations to be on the Hassan's register. And, but yeah, say for whatever reason you've let something lapse with NZISM. I mean, where does where do you sit in that in that circumstance? Is who, who's in charge? Who, who wears the big boy pants? And let's be honest, it's NZISM who assess any evidence that you give to get absolutely. on the Hassan's register. Ab absolutely. So it, it, to me, it just seems it's your 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 rant, for want of a better expression, was was entirely entirely correct and, and and you raised some very valid points and i think that's been um approved by many many people by the sheer number of comments you've got relating to that um i think yeah it's very interesting but isn't it isn't it a little bit ironic that part of our job is to encourage organizations to reduce bureaucracy and focus on what matters yet we've got two bodies here that mm. seem to be not doing what we're trying to do do you I'll think do you think that part of the reason that there's this additional, um, if you want to say that you're a specialist in risk management or in investigation, rather than that being seen as a core competence, do you think that that's relating to the complexity with the different courses that are available and the fact that there's not really any standardisation about what's taught and what's core? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no there's no agreement and this is something that I rant and rave about regularly. <laughs> is we don't we haven't really got some clear definitions about what our subject is. And quite often we'll talk mm. about safety, mm. but no one can actually mm. agree with what safety actually is and what it isn't. And until as a professional body or group of people, we've got some very fundamental definitions of what we're actually trying to achieve, then everything's going to be very, very messy. And, and that's what I find with some of my clients when they engage different organizations to provide them with training and advice, is that it's often possibly not contradictory, but it, it doesn't support each other. So they'll put the supervisors on a supervisor course and the managers on a managing safety course, but they're both getting different messages. And that doesn't work in, in the organizational mm. context. But you know this, Helen. Yeah. <laughs> we um, spoke about this years ago. <laughs> But then again, sticking with 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 um, I guess organisations for organisations, um, as you might know, I'm I'm involved with Inchpo, and um, again, very similar circumstance, right? This is an organisation, an international organisation that's that's bringing together, um, I guess, regional or local um, organisations from around the world, and you've got the qualifications framework. So, uh, in terms of trying to define, well, not define, but you know, put those core competencies in there. You know, there is a there is a, a baseline if, if we if we wanted to follow such a baseline. Um, so, uh, it's just again interesting. I guess everyone seems we just got to make sure that we're not all trying to be in competition. You know, with with each other. And I think that's that's my worry, and and that's where I see has ends and ends at ICM, for example, in the simplicity simplicity of it all. Uh, is is potentially um, almost because again you you got a NZISM um, and there's a register of all the professionals right I mean maybe maybe that register could be tidied up around um, what what does a certified professional mean versus a, a professional versus or, or whatever um, you know you've got uh, our, like like I said because our country is so small the same people that are assessing you for your NZISM certification are the same people that are assessing you for your HAZANS. I mean, it just seems it just seems bonkers, um, and, and I just wish I could and, wish you could see my face. <laughs> could 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 you also make a case that the people that doing assess doing your assessments are actually in competition with you? <laughs> well, you, you could argue that, right? Because, because if you get on that uh, register, if, yeah, and supposedly, yeah, because uh, if you, as if I you, quote the register. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, one of the reasons that Helen said that, that she was on the register. Oh, sorry. One of the reasons Helen mentioned she was yeah. on the register was because she could do safe plus assessments. So, yep. yeah, and that, then I, I believe that's quite lucrative. So, um, <laughs> so, so, so you end up with a, a, a whole heap of um, people that are on this register that are actually competing against each other. And some of those people uh, are on the register get that are probably any register? people that are going to be doing the assessment themselves. So you end up assessing your competitors. <laughs> to get on the so, register. Andy, Des has, a, Des has a question for you, mate. Oh, no. is, 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 isn't that going to be the case with any sort of professional registration? I don't know. I think so. When any, we've got I'm, a, I'm we've got a voluntary body doing it, for sure. Because you know, people donate their time, which is awesome. But at the same time, they're not paid to do it. And it's not a, it's not a separate function, eh? like a paramedic's getting registered and there's a board. and Yeah. But there is legislation for those, but you know what I mean? It's very separate, like lawyers and stuff. Yeah, it's not as not as set up. We're yeah. getting better, but it's not we're not yeah. there yet. Um 
No, fantastic. Hey, listen, Helen, I'm just going to come back to you on this because, um, you know, that intro that I, 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 um, I painstakingly researched and came up with um, prior to the show, uh, um, you not only are you obviously got a vast amount of experience um, and work um, experience, practical experience in New Zealand, but, you know, you, you've also got that, that globally and internationally, uh, which is really exciting. And not only are you a member of, and, and on the Hazans Register, you're a member of um, NZISM uh, and you're a member of IOSH. So I guess just really interested to understand your thoughts on, on how is what we're doing here in Little World Aotearoa different to say what's happening abroad in, say, the UK. Um, be interesting to get your thoughts on that. Sure. I mean, in terms of professional bodies, both the same, different scales, and there's an alignment between the two. So I think you can even kind of cross credit. You become a chartered member of IOSH. You can become a certified member of NZISN. They're sort of cross credited. IOSH has just been around a lot longer, and it's a lot bigger. It's got, you know, head office in Leicester. It's got 70-odd staff, I think, was the last time I, I realised they got that. They've got this whole new process that they've just launched that, not everybody likes, called the blueprint. So you go through this really long questionnaire about different skills that you have to do. And you do this every year. And it's leadership, budget management, functional management, and some technical stuff. It gives you a scale of how good you are based on your answers. And then that informs what needs to go in your professional development plan. There's links to online learning, that kind of stuff. You have to do so many hours per year. That's audited by independent people. And there's videos that you have to watch. So I've just had to watch three ethics videos. So so really comprehensive. So it's not just the fact that you learn about investigation or whatever, and then that's it, never have to do it again. You constantly have to maintain that to, to stay on the register. In fact, if you don't do the three videos, they downgrade whatever level you are back to affiliate. So you constantly have to engage with your profession professional body to maintain that. I, uh, NZISM, I think, is getting there, but there's... Um, there's still a wee way to go. We just don't have the infrastructure and the resources here to move as fast as IOSH do, I think. The difference, um, Paul's asked a question about where IOSH sits, and the difference is that IOSH is not a member of, of Hassan's. It's, a, it's an external body, and they would never probably, I can't speak for them, but want to compete with um, a, an in-country professional body. So it doesn't count, is the answer over here. means nothing. Um, and oh, yeah, great reminder. Um, it's really cool. Hey, hey, Paul, uh, big friend of the show. Um, great to see you online and engaging in the comments. And and um, obviously, Helen's far more technically savvy <laughs> savvy than the, than than those of us running the show. So I'm um, great to see. You. Thanks for answering that that question, Helen. I guess I'm also interested to understand in the UK, for example, which um, people may or may not appreciate that you've got some connection with. Um, where is the um do they have the same thing as in like they've got obviously got iosh um do they have a hazans in in the uk that you're aware of i shall ignore that accent dig mr harrison (laughs) (laughs) it was nothing more than a compliment (laughs) um they used to have a register called the oscar register and it was run by a tax company or an insurance company at one point. I'm not sure whether it still exists or not, but it was very similar in some ways and very different in others. So it wasn't an association of associations. It's way more powerful over here, way more valuable. But from just the register perspective, all you had to do was be a member of IOSH and demonstrate you got insurance and you went on the register. Similar concept, though, really, that people could search that register and find a a person that was registered. But IOSH is so well known over there that if you want health and safety advice, you'd go to IOSH. Mm, yeah, I guess that that raises a valid a valid point. You know, in a, in a country as small as we are, where our resource is quite limited, 
um, it, to me, it makes more sense that these organisations such as Hazans and, and NZISM maybe need to really reconsider their position in the market, for want of a better word, and, and work more collaboratively to get more clout and more bang for their buck, right? Because if you're a large country um, with loads of resource, that that makes that that's a different feel to what you're playing in, right? And, and I guess that's my worry uh, with Hazans is that uh, is it trying to be something else, um, uh, a professional body for professional bodies, yet it's maintaining a register of individuals, which um, again seems uh, seems uh, different to what its core business is. If you're a professional body for professional bodies, I would have thought that your purpose is to to support and and help those those professional bodies you know lift the level of professionalism or promote promote that um not necessarily then deal with individuals so some interesting stuff there mm -hmm. um hey there's as we as we start coming to an end i know we've unfortunately lost andy due to technical um problems uh again great uh, level of professionalism here on the circus of safety um i guess maybe the name is more apt than we realized um I uh, just want to wrap up any thoughts you've got before we start wrapping up the show. Yeah. Um, see, I, I've gone all out with my memberships. I joined IOSH um, earlier this year. I haven't yet completed Blueprint, but I wanted to take advantage of the fact that there was mutual recognition between um, NZISM and IOSH, which I believe is currently under review or may have mm -hmm. just been recently reviewed. I'm not sure if that's ongoing. Um, but I haven't had a crack at Blueprint yet. But I'm also a member of the Australian Institute of Health and Safety. And um, I th there's there's elements of each one that are excellent. Um, for instance, the Australian Institute of Health and Safety have one of the best um, ethics training um, uh, courses or modules that you can complete as part of your CPD. And they require everyone to, to do that if you want to progress through the memberships. Um, and I think that's something that a professional body can do really well. And, and I haven't seen any of them do it well so far. Um, and I, again, I compare that to the legal profession where you have genuine ethical dilemmas where, you know, you might be representing someone who's confessed a crime to you. Is your duty to represent them or is there your duty to the court and to society as a whole? You know, what, what do you do with that information? Um, that's a genuine ethical mm. dilemma and you need an answer to that. We don't have that in safety. Um, the, a lot of the ethics training and courses that we do centers around just acting professionally and being honest and working with integrity, which, yeah, that's great, but what do I actually do when I'm being asked to risk assess something with a, with a predetermined outcome, for instance, or I'm forced to do an investigation and apply just culture where I don't want to apply just culture, but that's the company policy. There's, there's a plethora of different things that, that need answers and, um, None of them quite have that yet. So I think there's there's a lot of work to be done for a professional body, um, for a profession that's in its infancy. But I, th I I'm not. Uh, I think we've taken some pretty big strides in New Zealand, and I'm I'm pretty happy to be a part of NZISM and Hazans. I, I just they're not perfect, but but they're definitely heading in the right direction. No, great. It is really appreciate that, and um, yeah, and and I think that just sums up the whole thing. You know, we're not we're not saying um that one's better than the other. We're definitely not saying that um one, you know, that that, that there's anything wrong with either of them. Uh, it's just around making sure that there's efficiencies, right, uh, and that we can continue to move forward. Uh, any any further thoughts, Helen, uh, to wrap up the wrap up your segment? I mean, firstly, thank you for coming along. Uh, how did you find the experience? And yeah, any kind of final thoughts on this whole Hazan's registration? 
Uh, well, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Um, I think my, my final thoughts are to echo um, Desai. Absolutely, fully support Hassan's. Always have, and um, you know, I, I I like the concept, but I just worry that we are over-engineering a solution to a problem that we're not necessarily sure isn't a symptom of other problems. If business need access to health and safety advice, then is the bureaucracy that sits around the ability to get on that register currently a barrier to people going on the register and therefore giving people that advice? So if we over-engineered a solution to a problem is my only concern, but fully support Hassan's and I'll always be a member of a professional body while I work in safety. Until I set up a bakery in some far-flung country, I will, I will maintain that professional standards so thanks thanks for having me on it's been nice to uh, to see the sigh and to hear from you brenton no worries and, and listen really appreciate you coming on i know i know we're in our infancy here on the circus of safety video cast and and um probably took a lot of courage to put yourself out there on on such a highly um unprofessional disjointed um disorganized um show really so um, really appreciate you coming along and lifting that level of professionalism for us um, and making us do actual research before we before we went we went live. So thank you for that. Um, and for me to wrap up, I mean, I'll, I will be posting my reflections next week on on the the call once we've once I've had time to reflect and digest and um, and that's going to be on my um, our little Patreon account that we've we've got running if you want to support the show. Um, now, my, yeah, I'm I'm still a little bit confused to be to be honest. Um, doesn't take much to confuse me, but I, I am a little bit still confused around uh, where these two organisations sit um, in in the current uh, landscape of New Zealand health and safety. Uh, I I agree. I think they're both trying to do really good work, and, and I, I don't disagree with that one little bit. I think um, maybe some greater work and clarity around positions in the market uh, place, positions in the landscape and how they can better work together to remove bureaucracy and support the profession uh, growing, but also support those, like you said, looking for uh, professionals to support them in, in that mix. So, uh, yeah, it's been an absolute blast. I hope everyone out there, um, thank you to Paul Shaw again, going hard on the LinkedIn chat. Um, really appreciate that. We might have to delete some of those comments. I don't know how appropriate they are. Um, Really appreciate those hundreds of viewers tuning in. And, um, yeah, look forward to seeing you on the Safety Circus. Uh, hopefully you'll get to see me, actually, uh, in the next couple of weeks. So um, until then, take care, and we'll talk soon.